It's my big titties. Every time. Gets them all the time. They're like, oh, I have no ink. Oh, no. <laughs> ink themselves. This is the story of my life. I can't do anything because my boobs interfere. Here's we're gonna jump right into the to the to the main event here. It is Trans Day of Visibility, and we're here to discuss the fact that 29 states in this in this country uh, are are having lawmakers that are invalidating science and human beings' lives. So, I was scrolling through Facebook about two, three days ago, and I started reading this post that was calling out the senator of Indiana. And I said, holy God, who is this person who has the has the cahoots to just call this person out? And then I looked up and it said, Olivia Chappelle. And I said, huh, I messaged you. And next thing, here you are. So Olivia, I need you to read that letter for us. Can you read us what you wrote? I absolutely can. Um, so what it says is uh, that I very, I very rarely share my political views, but I felt compelled to speak up on this one after I had time to calm down a few days. Unfortunately for our senator, I never did calm down. So here we go. Senator Mike Vaughn, let me make a few things clear for you. I'm a resident of Indiana. I am biracial. I am also married. And thanks to the Supreme Court's ruling on Loving v. Virginia in 1967, I was able to marry my husband in September of 2018 with zero fear that my civil rights would be interfered with. I do not accept your backhanded apology. You didn't misunderstand the question about your view on Loving v. Virginia being passed at a federal level. You were asked the same question twice and your answer remained the same. If you think for one minute that a law preventing the discrimination of my civil rights to marry my husband should be in the hands of an ass backwards, non-progressive state like Indiana, you are part of the reason that racism and discrimination still lives in our country today. Don't issue a fake apology to us for what you said to not look like a bigot. Be true to you. Indiana residents are used to the discrimination, hatred, and bigotry from our state officials. In fact, we expect nothing less. You won't lose your votes, trust me. Look at Mike Pence. You don't see him apologizing for spending the last 22 plus years trying to prevent the LGBTQIA plus community from having constitutional and civil rights. He still got his votes and made it to the White House. You are well on your way, Mike. Keep that hatred alive. I really hope that one day my mixed children can live in this state and country without fear of moving their civil rights will never be left in the hands of politicians like you again. Mike Braun, respectfully, sir, you can kiss my biracial Indiana homegrown ass. I like that. Yeah, I like. I'm normally like the mm, hear this, this, that. Yeah. Thank you. I especially like the inclusion. Of, uh, like you use the 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 acronym properly too. Oh yeah, a lot of people always neglect the A. Have all of it in my original post and I did that on the fly because I mean the the added acronyms are new for me so I'm still getting used to adding them so but I'm really proud of myself for using them so yay yeah here's my high five yay let me ask you a question Olivia when you yes. were writing that what were you thinking in your head like you were writing this and what were you expecting um 
nothing facebook's kind of just like a journal i guess i don't know that i expected That's how I use it. um i i so i originally i posted on instagram mm-hmm. um i the last month or so i actually deleted facebook off of my phone um because i feel like it sometimes it just gets depressing and it gives me anxiety and instagram is just more pictures and happy usually so i just kind of am sticking to that um but just to kind of give you a rundown of how I came up with this post is every day I get to work and I have the same habits that I do every day. I check my email. If there's nothing there, then I go straight to the news and read that for probably five minutes and then go start with my work day. Well, that morning I had gotten to work and read the news. And the first thing was talking about what Mike Braun had said um, in an interview with a reporter and it rubbed me the wrong way, obviously, immediately. And of course, you know, headlines can sometimes be misleading. So I, you know, went through the whole thing and I'm not big, big on politics. It's not my, it's not my MO, but I, I try to pay attention to be aware of things that I need to be aware of because it's important when you're voting and you're able to vote and you do vote to know who you're voting for. Um, Mike Braun has never stood for anything that I believe in. Um, you know, he's, he's, He's against, you know, your community. He's against, you know, being progressive in general. And he thinks that everything should be done done at a state level as far as voting is concerned. So that it didn't surprise me that that was his thought. But what did surprise me was that he like it made me feel like I went backwards in time. Um, How does how does how does how does Mike Brown identify as a uh, politician? He's a Republican. He's a Republican. Yeah. So you don't support Mike Braun or do you, how do you, when you say you don't support Mike Braun, explain to me what you mean by that. Do you not support him or do you not support the party or the policies? Are you issue-based? Are you party-based? How does that go? Um, I'm not party-based. I'm definitely issue-based. Um, but typically, I mean, I personally, just in my experience with voting, I definitely feel like at the end of the day, when you're a party representing, you know, a whole, your issues are typically weighing out the same. So it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky spot to be in. Um, I definitely, if you ask, if you ask my husband, if you ask a stranger, if you ask, you know, my, my mom, any of my friends, they'd all call me a libertarian all day long. Um, However, I don't agree with that because I don't agree with every single libertarian and you know their agenda that they're trying to push all the time. Um, so I definitely have to be, it, it puts me in a position that I have to be very careful and actually really pick and choose every candidate that I vote for and not vote a straight party ticket because it affects all of us at the end of the day. And I just, I have so many different beliefs and I'm, I, I'm, I'm young, you know, and I'm learning and I'm trying to figure out this whole, you know, how this whole thing works. And so, you know, when issues stand out to me and they really stand out to me, I just do my research. And if I find out that, you know, because this person did this and this person did this and this person did this, and if I vote this way, it's going to affect all of that. I have to be really careful. So. Okay. So my, so my big thing is today is trans day, trans uh, international day, trans visibility. Trans Day of Visibility. And so 
what's happening in this country right now is there's actively 29 states trying to pass uh, massive LGBTQI plus uh, anti-legislation. Really, if you if you look back on certain eras in our history, you could compare it to a certain time in a way. I, I feel, but it's really, it's a real act of like extermination of, of the LGBTQ plus community by lawmakers to, to stop our human rights from being given to us and denying us the access that we need to thrive in this world. Most of them being identifying as Republicans. Now they identify as Republicans. I know that you told me that you're married to this uh, man and he identifies as a Republican. He does. So when I want to know, just I'm going to ask it straight out. These Republicans, the Republican Party no longer is the party of, of moral high ground or, or of, of conservative values or of really anything of, of good. There's nothing good yeah. left in that party at all. And so when somebody says, well, I identify as that, but, you know, I, I you know, support trans people. Well, your party doesn't support trans people. Well, right. you just, it's just, no, 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 no. They do not support the trans community. And they think that the left is literal, the people that are causing damage in the world, which is very similar to Hitler saying um, that the evil democratic left Jews are taking over the world is what he would say. But it's similar. To, and that's on the GOP's website that the left are, is, is the problem in this country. And the left right. is those that are, are providing gender affirming health care for the most part. They may be malicious in their intent for money purposes, but mm-hmm. they still are at least not denying us that health care. So how can you stand there with your husband and say, well, what are you going to how can I how can you be with somebody that, that, that's, that identifies as such, but then is. It's confusing. How can he be Republican, but then support of you, who then is supportive of trans people and the LGBTQI plus community, because his party doesn't. I mean, I don't think that my husband's, I, I guess this is just my personal opinion, but I don't think that knowing my husband and who he is, he's a good man. And he is someone that sees people for who they are, um, respects people for who they are. Um, you know, at the end of the day for him, as long as you treat him well and you are kind to him, he doesn't care if you're black, white, Asian, purple, pink. He doesn't care if you're gay, bi, transgender. Like it, none of that matters to him at the end of the day because right. he, he puts out what he gets. You know what I mean? Right. So and let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question then. And how did he vote in the last election? Oh, I'm, I'm a Republican. I'm sure. So how did he? How does he vote? How he's going? How is he going to vote in this election? How has he voted in the past? Has he voted mostly Republican? So he, he hasn't always voted Republican. Actually, we had this conversation um, right when this last election was coming up, and um, I know that he said at the very first election um, that Obama was in, he voted for Obama, um, and then the second term that was coming up, that second election, he did not vote for him um, because he just didn't like the way things, you know, had been going. Um, and that's his right as an American and, you know, a taxpayer and all those things. But, um, you know, he's, he's voted, he's voted both ways. So it, just because, just because he votes Republican now doesn't mean that. And I think it's the same thing with me. Like, I don't agree with every Democrat that's out here as I'm sure you guys don't, but it, at the same time, it's, I vote based on, you know, what 
each candidate's issues that they, you know, that they're supporting or not supporting are. And I kind of feel like if the issue in my husband's eyes was that big for him personally, it's a very big deal to me. But okay. what we as a same, does that make sense? It does. The, did he, when he, uh, not to, not to be invasive, but when he last voted in the last election for local governments, did he vote Republican? Yeah. Okay. That means he voted for Mike Brown. Right. Oh, we talked about this. Okay. We t- so that's how, so what did, how'd that conversation go? Take me into that moment. So I, we came, the day that I saw the article last week and I told him about this, that was one of the things that I brought up and I was like, yeah, but you voted for him. I'm like, you support me and you support this and our marriage and our children, but you voted for him. And he's like, well, I won't make that mistake again. Now I will say this. I don't think that my husband educates himself enough as far as politics go to really know where he's at and my job as his wife and somebody that does stand you know against injustices and discriminations is to educate him more um and try to get him out of that mindset that he's kind of that's kind of been instilled in him i feel like mm-hmm. um you know that's how his family you know is they're, they're right. all well known that they're all republican and that you know their views on things are we don't always see eye to eye, which is why our family typically doesn't talk on politics. Um, it's kind of a taboo <laughs> conversation in our house. Um, we get pretty heated when we do go there, but sometimes I think it's important. And again, you know, I talked to him about, you know, me coming on this podcast tonight about Mike Braun, all those things, and he's open to it. And I think that's the first step. That's exciting. I hope that if he's listening, hi, I hope that you're uh, having a wonderful night and that, sorry for calling you out, but it is that way because we're here. We're just, well, we're just, we're just very concerned as to why Republicans are so focused on restricting trans lives. That's not for him. That's not, that's not, that's not his goal when he goes to vote. I think his has more to do with, you know, finances of america and you know job class status and those kind of things for him that right. is i understand so. that 100 100 i agree but at the same time this the anti-trans laws that are being put in place especially here in indiana are oh, through yeah. the senate through mike brown and that means that these laws have now been have been able to be built in in and passed because mike brown was voted in by your husband not to call your husband out but we're making the case that we can't we can no longer say well i voted because of the big business and the or the blessed government you know finances this that, and the other because they're restricting people's lives and that's what's leading because they'll use that as a well look at what we're doing for finances we don't spend money we're not like them but then while they're doing that they're taking away lucy's right to live a, a productive life I get that people want to vote for these people for certain reasons um, and not to put, not to be fallacious and pull a, a what is it called? The, the fallacy where you default to Hitler, but like, you know, there were people who were like, Oh, but he built roads and schools. And it's like, yeah. And he also like the civil liberties and then lives of like mil- millions of people. And to me, that's kind of like the equivalent of it. So like, to me, I, I never date um, people who are 
right leaning solely because like to me it's like you're it's voting for somebody hmm? i was yeah. saying it's like even in what you are yeah yeah because it's like you're vote you'd vote for somebody who would take away my rights and it's like to me I'll, I'll never date somebody who is along those lines but for me like i do have i do understand having to vote for someone because you know my, my ancestors died for my ability to vote like i will always vote every single time um, I'm more of a socialist. I'm a democratic socialist. So I lean uh, on certain things. What's it? That was my mom. That's how I was raised. So yeah. I, yeah. to me, I like the idea of like nationalized healthcare. And like, I like the way that uh, Japan did it with their public option where you can mm -hmm. go into the government one or have your own private one. Um, I like the idea of regulations on stuff. Um, I really like Regulate regulations for safety, um, like you know, building codes, uh, drug regulations, stuff like that. I disagree with um, some of the like the scheduling, like the DEA, and I, I do feel that the prohibition against weed was a racist thing because let's face it, there was a a, a racist background towards the war on drugs. You can see who's uh, who, it, who it primarily affects. Um, when I see something along the lines of like cocaine giving, like you do coke, you could get maybe like a year for, you know, X amount, but then you have like weed for a much smaller percentage. You're gonna, you could serve basically life, especially if you're black, like sentencing laws and stuff like that. Like there's some things to me that like, I, I agree with some things I disagree with, but I think that I, the thing is, is like there are certain labels that we've been like throwing around and whatnot. And it's like, I don't see that as a bad thing. I see labels along the lines of like, if I label something as something, for instance, you label somebody as Republican, that just means that you have a general idea of how they may vote. So for instance, I know a Republican person who tries to communicate with me period and normally ends up in arguments and they're pro-abortion, um, pro-choice. Um, and I know some of the left-leaning people who are anti-abortion and anti-choice. And to me, putting a label on something just gives you like a broad understanding of how it might go in certain instances. That's fair. Well, uh, for, for Republicans, laws targeting transgender people may actually be good politics. Uh, it's no wonder that Republicans are targeting trans people. They embody the idea that sex is not fixed at birth or that sex is not fixed at birth, nor tied exclusively to biology, that gender and sex can be complicated rather than, uh, than dictotomous. Simply considering the possibility concerning anyone who sees gender as divided neatly into male and female. This means attacking trans people is good politics for Republicans, politicians trying to secure their base. If, they, if the security of a firm on changing binary view of gender is linked to identifying as a Republican, attacking any gender Gender identity can build support among their partners. Isn't that really interesting there? That's fascinating. Well, we all know what they're going for. Like, it's strange to me how Republicans are so caught up on what's in my pants for the group of people who are like, oh, we're all for the government staying out of everything. It's like, well, then why do you want the government into 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 my health or well not my health care but into what i can do with my body and what i do with my pants or what i do in my bedroom like right they're well, literally... all about what makes people uncomfortable and what they don't understand that's i'd like to me that's how i break it down in my head is 
it makes something that you don't understand and that makes you uncomfortable because it's not your life now means that you feel like you get to weigh in on what other people do with theirs. And that's why our entire country is completely ass backwards and makes zero sense. Well, let's make let's some let's make that distinction very clear on what sex and gender is. So scholars have long recognized that gender and sex are distinct concepts and that gender is really important to the way we understand politics. However, the way social scientists use gender in discussing politics hasn't really kept pace. For instance, both scholars and pundits often talk about a gender gap in voting, meaning the gap between how women and men vote. The problem is that we're talking about gender without really actually measuring gender. If such gaps are driven by differences in gender traits and identities rather than sex, it makes sense to measure those traits and identities directly. Historically, surveys show our survey research has not done a great job of measuring gender. For instance, it's common even now for telephone surveys to measure what they call gender by asking the interviewer to decide if the person on the phone sounds like a man or a woman. Approaches like this confuse sex and gender and ignore variation within those groups. They've been working on questions that ask respondents to place themselves on a continuum between masculinity and femininity, enabling them to identify as being completely, mostly, or slightly masculine, with variants allowing people to rate themselves on a continuum or a separate in masculine and femininity scales. Because people aren't familiar with questions like this, the question includes an explanation that gender is different from sex, that the traits of society thinks is masculine or feminine can change over time, and that most people have a mixture of masculine and feminine traits. The goal was to make, feel, make people feel comfortable placing themselves somewhere other than completely masculine or feminine. And then that leads us into, you know, getting into non-binary, which is so very interesting, non-binary, gender queer, gender fluid. Oh, it's so fascinating, the whole concept of gender. Gender really is based in, in identity and there's gender identity, gender expression. It's, it's, it's not really confusing if you just, if we just take time to sit down. So like, for example, you know, we, I just mentioned two words that other people will hear and be like gender identity and gender expression. What is that? So what I've come to understand is that gender identity is who you see yourself inside your head as and your gender expression is your outward appearance to the world how the world sees you so um now i bring all that up because again today's trans day of visibility yeah i know right and so i have to work tonight so i won't be able to participate in some of the things that i wish to have done which is like go up to the capitol and stand but i may have been a little manic um so olivia Explain, yes. you know, you know, I really still am I'm lost here because I guess I'm just hung up on the idea that like you are in a relationship with this good man, good, good man, I'm sure. But yes. he's, his votes are literally he gave permission to these senators to say, go ahead and, and invalidate our children with these with these gender denying laws, because he's the but one that allowed them to go through in place. But I don't know that he knows that that's even a topic right now. Does that make it does make sense? So that leads into why it is so important to educate ourselves and why we shouldn't just be going to the the voting booth and voting Democrat or Republican just because we were raised one way or the other. Well, and that's the thing is like it's for him, you know, I don't know that he I don't know that he knows anybody transgender any other than anybody that I've introduced him to. Mm -hmm. I've taken 
gay bar. He's had a blast with me. Like he knows I love drag shows. Like that's, that's how you win me all day long. And mm-hmm. I will sit at a bar at drag shows. He will tip, he will do all the things and he has a freaking blast. You know what I mean? So it's oh, like, yeah. I know that he's supportive. I know that he sees, sees every single person in that community as a human being and treats them that way. But I also don't think he knows how big, how big this really is. You know what I mean? And like exactly, how, how many rights are really just being taken from people and their civil rights, their rights that you should have, you were born with as a human being and you should be able to die with no matter what, what you decide to do with your life or who you decide to become because you're being your truest self. Like there's no, that it's a basic human right. Like I don't, but I don't literally, literally it is like, do you know that a um, human rights campaign foundation analysis found that 22% of trans people and 32% of trans people of color have no health care coverage and more than one quarter, 29% of trans adults have refused health, have been refused health care service by a doctor or a provider because of their gender identity. I did not that. And it breaks my heart to know that because every job ever been offered, I am offered health care and to know, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, to me, the, the, I understand the hang up on, you know, he's a Republican or whatnot. To me, the, the thing is, is like, you've talked to him and he said, I'm not going to vote for that guy anymore, which to me is admirable. Yeah. Um, it is concerning that, like, he doesn't know about these issues because these issues are everywhere right now in the news. So to me, that's a little off putting in, in, on him solely because it's like, you know, I live it. So to me, I know there is a bias for that. However, with it being in the national limelight now, it's like, that's a big issue. So it might be at the time he didn't know, but now I would want to know, like, I would want to be like, so like, what, how are you going to do? Like, what is your plan in the future? If, if mm-hmm. you were here, that's what I would ask is like, right. now that you know, these things, now that you know, these people are being, are losing their rights. Like, what is, what's your thoughts on that now so like that's why i'm so quiet now is because it's like we now know that he won't vote for that republican person but what is his thoughts currently now that he knows what the republicans are after so to me it's like it's like can't knock someone for not knowing something um but at the same time now now that we now that it's there's no way to say like, oh, I didn't know. It's like, does he still identify as a Republican to that extent? And if it's yes, and it's, oh, I care more about like the fiscal issue, fiscal issues, like is fiscal issues more important than my civil rights? Like in the event that someone were to say, oh, well, I'm, I have this perfect plan for the government that would make everything work out perfectly, but in order to elect me, you can't have interracial marriage anymore. Mm-hmm. Would you vote for someone like that? No. Yeah, and like so, that's, that's so, what I'm wondering, wondering now. Right. So go wake him up and ask him. Let's talk. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> I think the biggest thing coming up on being the next time we come up to vote is him and I really sitting down and looking at, you know, each candidate that we're able to vote for what they stand for like and that should just be normal anyways you know what I mean like that should that should be something you do when you're voting but I think it's so easy to not because you just know that 
you know, as a, as a Democrat, you really don't like these Republicans or as a Republican, you really don't like these Democrats. And so you just, you just go with what, you know, you that's know what by I mean? Design. That's by design. It's a culture war, but mm-hmm. you know, not, and, and so let me, I want to give an assignment. I feel like to everyone. So let's go research all these parties really quick. And then let's all come back in a week and we're all going to come up with a one page party that would be better than the Republican or Democratic Party. And then let's all put that on the ballot in the election and let's figure out and try something new. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the big question going forward, I really think, is that now that we know what we know, are we, are you, listener, willing to identify with either party, knowing that the one does what they do and the other does what they do? Are we willing to stand up and say, yeah, I identify. Are we going to put our name on that ballot when it, on the blue or the red, knowing that these both parties are lying to the American people blatantly to our faces and then stomping on it? And then our tires are getting busted because of potholes, which I then can't fix my tire for because I don't have the money because they take so much of my taxes out, which are supposed to pay for the tires. So if they're listening out there, I want to know when... So the American people, when's enough going to be enough? When are we going to stand up? And because it says in the Constitution that if these people aren't representing and doing their jobs, we can we can take them out. That's literally in the Constitution. That like, the, this is supposed to be why the people, this country, these these elected officials, think they can get hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and then not do the job of of taking care of the people, denying us like they're denying us health care. They're not providing the basic necessities. Flint, Michigan has the nastiest water. Like these things are not okay, but yet we're voting and we're playing this game of, well, you know, I like the financial part. And while I like that they, you know, they're inclusive to the LGBTQ, you know, oh, this president, he's going to be great. Oh, this president, it's like, that's, it's not worked. They're both on the same, this is two wings of the same bird. So I think that's just, that's something that we should, should ponder upon as to as to going forward how are we going to approach 2022 and 2024 because we have these elected officials that are betraying you're betraying the american people elected officials and government people you're not listening and you're taking our money and you're not fixing the potholes my tire's about to pop because you all won't fix the damn roads <laughs> but <laughs> what are your thoughts on that olivia on the potholes? <laughs> no, not on that. No, no. On on how we go forward with this, you know, because no. really at the end of the day, we're going to talk all about this, but now we have to come up with a solution to, oh, okay. to, to these 29 states. How are we going to stand up to these lawmakers? Like legitimately, like they're going to try to pass these laws. Like that's really not okay. Like it's re- like, they're really going to try to do this to these children. Like you're not going to, tra- you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to, j- you're not going to stop trans kid from being trans. You're not going to change a cis kid to be in trans. You're not going to change a non-binary kid from feeling <laughs> like he's neither or, or that they're neither. Okay. And like one of the things that they, that they, it's, it's crazy because like when you have these trans kids who are like, well, if you don't, if you're worried that like, I'm going to go through this masculinized puberty um, and then destroy women's sports, um, then why can't I just take puberty blockers? And they're like, no, 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 no. You're too young to know if you're going to want that. And it's like puberty blockers would help in this instance because it gives a kid the opportunity to decide when they're ready. 
if a kid wants to go on it, I don't understand why this isn't something that they're allowed to take because the kid's going to know themselves better than I am. Exactly. Because puberty blockers, the moment you stop taking them, if the, if a kid decides, you know what, I don't think I'm trans, stop taking the pills, puberty is just like, oh, hey, time for me to knock at your door. Where have you been? You're late by like a week, a month, a year. We got to catch up. And then it literally you go through puberty. So it doesn't make any sense because even the science doesn't back up these Republicans and their crazy bills. Well, I shouldn't say crazy. That's not to kosher with me. Um, but the science actually backs the trans women. That's one of the reasons why we can participate in these sports, like the Olympics and whatnot. Um, I just, I'll, I'll never understand them. It just comes down to a lot of these Republicans, especially these lawmakers, they're just very uneducated in the science of it. It's not that there are, oh, go ahead, Olivia, please. Oh, I was just saying, I do think they are uneducated. I absolutely think they are. I feel uneducated. Um, and I want to support all of you and be able to be a voice for those that can't. And so conversations like these are vital. And I think that continuing to have conversations like these on open forums, you know, in a public, you know, scenario is what is vital to make sure that people are being educated, understanding, you know, what we're doing to help represent you and then telling these representatives of you know our states and our country this is why like you're not hearing us let's not let's not be nice to these let's not give them the benefit of that here they're not uneducated they're very well educated and they know damn well they know damn well that the science backs up trans existence like they know damn well and they're refusing to do it because they don't care and that's what infuriates me do you know because because i i wish that what had happened on january 6th would like happen for real life stuff, but like, you know, for like the invalidation of human life, the fact that our money is being stolen, the fact that that nothing is being done in this country, that laws are being pl- placed that are that are invalidating black communities and, and, and minorities. And we have to we have to point out, though, the responses are different too. like when people were pissed about what's, what's happening to uh, black folk and police with like the Black Lives Matter movement, they were met with the National Guard tear gas bullets. Yeah. Like, and, and it's literally just a hey, I, I want to be able to walk down the street as a black person and not get shot by somebody who's paid mm-hmm. to supposedly protect me. Yeah. But when you had these these insurrectionists literally storming the White House, what happened? It was like, all right, National Guard, stand the fuck down. And then the police were like, all right, so we're going to just move this barricade a little bit to the point to where physical violence had to come about, where they shot one of them while they were literally trying to storm the Capitol. I had so much fun and I learned so much and I appreciate you guys so much. All right, my dear. It's been such a pleasure, Olivia. I can't wait. We'll talk tomorrow, okay? All right. Thanks. All right, bye. Bye. Somebody that goes like, hey, like, this is Olivia. She's 34. She went to college. Like, a good little Christian always does. And I'm like, fuck that shit. Like, I didn't do all that. Like, I got drunk. Like, I put on academic probation, social probation because I drank and partied with boys. Whatever. Whatever. Thank you.